Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, pregnancy-focused chiropractor, Dr. Elliot Berlin. My guest today is a talented fashion designer, originally from Holland. She's currently pregnant and planning a birth, but things are going topsy-turvy. Esme Higats, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. As if I haven't talked to you in forever. <laughs> I see you every week. I do see you every week. It's still not enough for me. Okay, so let's talk about the beginning. You're at this moment very pregnant, and you're going to have a baby very, very soon. Like a week from now, we could be talking about how you're birthing. But it's been kind of an interesting journey. Before we get into the nitty gritty, let's talk about the beginnings. Where are you from originally? I'm from the Netherlands, Holland, and I was born in a small town in the south, but moved to Amsterdam and lived there for 15 years. Okay, so the Netherlands includes what? Includes tulips, <laughs> cows, <laughs> oh, bicycles. <laughs> tulips, cows, and bicycles. Well, is Amsterdam is like the big city, though? It is a big city, but if you compare it to LA, you know, it's all very small. So you could be anywhere in 10 minutes. Oh, wow. And how are the people? Well, we're kind of blunt, but also down to earth. Like there's no fancying it up. It's very like real, like what you see is what you get. There's no making it any cuter. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I think blunt is refreshing sometimes. I think so too, but can also be, you know, yeah. <laughs> I guess if you're not used to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not expecting it. Okay, blunt. And then also everything's legal there. <laughs> Almost. Is that true? A Is lot. Anything... Yeah. Makes it less appealing though. It does? <laughs> it does. I think people like to do stuff that are not legal. <laughs> Oh, that's a brilliant game plan. So you don't even need police because everything's just legal. <laughs> yeah. Nobody breaks a law. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what brought you to the U.S.? My partner did. He's from the Netherlands as well, uh, but he's a music producer. And I guess that's, yeah, you go to L.A. for that. You don't stay in the Netherlands. It's too small. So. Ah, welcome to big. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to big. <laughs> and what do you do? work i'm a fashion designer before that i was a stylist for 10 years and just last year i launched my brand i did that in the netherlands in the comfort of where i knew the industry <laughs> uh what's it called it's called fume fume yeah which is spelled f-u-m-e with the little thing on top and then regular e yes <laughs> i forgot what you call that little thing <laughs> in French, but I don't know what it's called in, in English. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that, the accent aigu. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you may, what kind of line? It's a line of silk dresses and it's ethically made and I get beautiful silk from Italy and I have it made in Holland by a lovely team of seamstresses. So yeah, we do small productions and... I've always been passionate about design. I studied fashion design. I just didn't do anything with it until now. Well, I was well, stylist, styling, yeah. but not designing clothes, just uh, making stuff with others. <laughs> so no more styling? Uh, I don't think so. Like after 10 years, I'm kind of like, okay, that's enough. Got to switch ne it up. <laughs> next chapter. Yeah. Next chapter. How'd you and your partner meet? Oh, 
such a Euro trash story. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait. Bring it. No. He used to DJ when he was younger and we met in Barcelona while he was doing a DJ gig in a club. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. And uh, one of my friends actually saw on Facebook because he's from Amsterdam as well. And, you know, it's not big. So she saw on Facebook that he was doing a gig there. And we went and I looked at his pictures beforehand. I was like, this dude is not cute, but we're going for you. Like, <laughs> I said to my friend, <laughs> but I ended up talking to him the whole evening. He was a lot cuter in real life. Actually. Mm. Usually it's the other way around, but he was cuter in real life. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe he does that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. See how committed you are. Yeah. Okay. So now you've been together for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, like seven and a half years. Yeah, it's a good start. Did you talk about having kids early on, or did that come later? We talked about having kids like more in like the fantasy way for later, uh, especially. Yeah, he's two years younger and he's very career focused still, so there wasn't anything like in the short term of making it happen, you know, it was mm. just talking about it and how fun it would be later. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but without a time frame. Yeah, yeah. When did that change? Well, we bought a house here in LA in January 2020 before... Oh, great timing. Before it hit the fan. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll beat myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was in the middle of the visa process and uh, took a long time for me to get it. I actually got it last year, September. And I came here, we celebrated because it was a huge thing to get it. And we spent lots of time apart because the country was closed down and, you know, I couldn't get in and all this stuff. And we celebrated with one night and that's when we made our baby. Oh, oh, happy visa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our country. So you weren't necessarily planning to have a baby then? You were just planning to celebrate? No, not in the physical act. I knew I wanted to become a mom. And I was for about two years, like preparing my body, eating healthy. I got off birth control. I was calculating my cycle, which worked for two years. And I actually knew on that day, like, okay, this is a risky day. <laughs> Mm. And I did tell him. <laughs> oh, so you, you were calculating your cycle as to when not to get. That was your soul. Yes. <laughs> that was your sole source of birth control. Yes, and it worked for two years. I had wow. a very regular cycle, and it worked wow. for us. And we knew that one day, okay, this is risky, and we never did that. And we did that night, and I guess that was meant to be. <laughs> when did you know? Did you have a sense right away that might have been it? Um. No. Just like physical symptoms started happening even before I missed my period. Like, yeah, just growing of the boobs immediately, <laughs> headaches, a little dizzy. And I Googled and I thought, yeah. Well, if those are the symptoms, I'm pretty sure I was pregnant in second grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that makes sense because my cycle's all over the place. So. <laughs> All right, let's take a little break, come back and find out how your pregnancy is going and your plans for birth and why they're all topsy-turvy. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Hey everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally, omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new omega-3 soft gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back. We're talking to Esme. She was a stylist for 10 years. Now she's a fashion designer, went to a DJ gig to hang out with a guy who wasn't quite that interesting looking. And then surprise in person, he was very attractive. And now seven years later, they moved into a house, had a little visa party one night, just the two of them. And now there are three of them. Did I get that right? Yeah. Good recap. That's about it. <laughs> it's good for my wedding. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, yeah. save it. I'll come be the MC. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, pregnancy, now you're in your third trimester, but how are the first two? It was really good for me. I was a little nauseous in the beginning, but nothing like I hear other women experience no puking so i guess i'm lucky oh, that's, yeah that's a good start <laughs> just a few moments where i'm in the car i'm like okay can we oh. open the window or open the door i need to <laughs> but nothing bad um yeah i felt really good second trimester was really a breeze i worked out i did like lots of hikes yoga pilates so you're pretty like that in general right you eat well and work out and all that weird stuff yeah <laughs> i do it just feels good for me i would say i have a sensitive body to what i do with it so if i eat unhealthy for a few days i feel that too so yeah. you stick to the healthier stuff yes <laughs> yeah that makes sense i mean it's a better way to go I than try. <laughs> some of us and then you said you spent two years on top of that just extra getting yourself healthy for a pending pregnancy I did. And also just the emotional aspect of it. I read Spiritual Midwifery by Ina May Gaskin, like before I was pregnant, just to understand birth better. And I guess I also have a little passion about it next mm -hmm. to maybe more so than other women, but it just really fascinated me. And, and it's funny, I heard you say this once on your podcast, and I thought the same way. I thought everybody plans their wedding two years in advance. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. I thought, you know, it's good to know stuff before it's all happening. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, it does to me too. But a lot of friends were like, she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. they're not wrong, but it's not because of this. <laughs> Okay, so then your pregnancy is good, strong, healthy. The body changes that take place, how do you feel about them? I had to get used to it a little bit. Like, it took a while, actually, for me to show. But, yeah, your body changes so much. And I'm quite critical of how I look. So I was Wait till you meet yourself in person. You're going to love yourself. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I was always critical, like of my, I would, yeah, I would watch my weight and stuff. Nothing too unhealthy, but quite strict. Like, yeah, sometimes people would even say, like, do you even know what you really look like? And then I would see pictures later of, you know, summer back. I'm like, oh, really skinny, but I didn't mm. feel skinny. I think a lot of women now have a little body dysmorphia thanks to Instagram or, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. I'm trying to fix that on the other side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was really like, okay, this body's doing amazing. You know, every doctor's visit I had was good. And I was just so proud of my body and the way I felt good. So I thought, okay, the looks, you know, you got to not care about it. <laughs> You're growing this baby. Everything's going well. So yeah. yeah, sometimes I see the transition, though, from so people are very focused on health and especially body mass and then get pregnant, sometimes struggle with it a little bit, then get used to it. But then they sometimes get to this place where they really love it. Like they find it beautiful how your body can make those changes. And, you know, they don't look at it as big, but as pregnant, which is very different. Yes, it is. It's, you know, still when I'm on the scale and it keeps rising, I don't know, it's supposed to stop end of third trimester, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, I've never seen this, but you know, it's all for this beautiful miracle. So New territory. And yeah. to be honest, usually when you're fit before your pregnancy, and especially if you work out during your pregnancy, it tends to snap back fairly quickly. Yeah, we'll see. So, we'll, see. <laughs> we'll know <laughs> later. And then if you're not in great shape, like me, um, I haven't lost the baby weight and my son is 18 years old. <laughs> so, I might try some of your strictness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what was your plan for birth? You have this passion for birth. I wonder if that goes back to when you were a junior midwife at age eight and 15. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely. You know, I remember from my mom's first birth. Sorry, it wasn't her first birth from the one I witnessed when I was eight. Well, you were at her first birth as well. I was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this one I could actually watch. Watch from the um, outside. Yeah. yeah. I just remember like it was at home, you know, and it started with her being on hands and knees and she had music on and she was like wiggling her hips and laughing. And I was like, mom, what are you doing? She's like, the baby's coming today. And it was just a very easy breezy event. So that was my imprint yeah, well, the first imprint happens at your own birth, but that was my imprint of what I remember of birth. So, yeah, I think pretty good. It's better than all the Hollywood movies, you know? So, yeah. So your plan then for your own birth was what? I knew I wanted a home birth. And my partner, he didn't know too much about birth, but of course I'm passionate about it. So I started talking a lot about it. And he thought, okay, I really appreciate home birth as well. And he was born at home as well. So he was comfortable with that. So we immediately started looking for a midwife. I think I was only like eight weeks or seven weeks pregnant. Yeah, very early on. And we found one through a contact actually in Holland who had worked here 10 years ago. And she recommended us a few midwives. So yeah, that was great. And did you see an obstetrician at all or all your care was with the midwife? No, I did. Um, this midwife always worked with a backup OB, like just also to do checkups, like to do a scan if it was needed or 
to do any testing that was needed because she couldn't offer that. So we had an OB and midwife. Yeah. And how did you find the appointments like with your midwife and with your OB? Uh, with the midwife, it was great. Like it was a very sweet office, you know, full of home birth pictures and lots of time for us and lots of talks and more than about just, you know, your weight and <laughs> uh, blood pressure and la la la. Yeah. But I also liked my first visit at the OB because I got to see the baby on the scan at about 13 weeks and it's a boy he was bouncing around so that was great I also love to see that but the personal care at the midwife it suited me more yeah yeah I mean midwives tend to be a little bit more holistic in their approach meaning like you said not the blood pressure and pee in this cup but also more about your nutritional health your emotional health your relationship health was that what you found as well yeah, definitely. Also with nutrition, she really helped because I didn't know actually how much protein you're supposed to eat and that that really helps also with your blood pressure and yeah, all these amazing things I didn't know. And I also had COVID in the second trimester and she helped me too with a lot of holistic remedies that I could use, you know, while being pregnant. Because How was your COVID? It wasn't too bad. It was my second time around. <laughs> oh. I had it before I was pregnant, so maybe that made it easier. Or... You're an old pro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was okay and no fever, luckily. So that was also good. That's great. Maybe, yeah. I was just thinking uh, how cool it would be at your home birth because you have your own DJ. <laughs> yes. Like actually. most people use Spotify, but you. <laughs> He could get into his career. The, we the, joked about that because I made this playlist, of course, with all this meditation music. But then my OB said, well, sometimes you really need to switch it up. And some women like some more like pumping music. When yeah. So I told beats. him, I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. The Bring the turntable. Back Bring to Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So third trimester comes around. Are there specific things that you're now doing to plan for the birth itself? Uh, not too much yet. Because there's well, no more trimesters. There's no more trimesters. No, <laughs> so, I, I was reading a lot and a lot listening to birth podcasts and documentaries, watching documentaries and just reading, reading lots of books on home birth. And I love all the stories. Women's stories are the best. You learn so much from their experience. So. Yeah, wait till you hear this one with my friend Esme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's real interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so are there things you did to get your home ready for the birth? Um, well, it was funny. I started collecting, of course, you need a birth kit that your midwife says you need to get. But I also started getting like, okay, I want beeswax candles i want <laughs> this kind of lighting i want a tub a birth pool i want so i started just collecting everything yeah what's in the birth kit it's a lot of medical stuff so a lot of like you know under pads for the bed and you know the blood whole bloody, oh, whole oh, bloody <laughs> things that your midwife will need to 
Yes, sorry, things that she will need. Yeah. You're worth it. Okay. But I, but I also put in extra stuff. I put in like homeopathy stuff and, you know, my crystals, <laughs> my oh. essential oils, like everything. <laughs> okay, just before we move on, which oils? I did lavender and another oil that I don't know the name of. I'm mm. sorry. <laughs> one calming oil, one energizing oil? Yes, definitely. Um, so we said your plans are going a little topsy-turvy we should talk about that after we take a quick break we'll be right back (laughs) and we're back with esme don't worry she's still pregnant so here's the thing your plans changed. You're planning this beautiful home birth with beeswax candles and all, and something changed. What happened? Well, I am very in tune with my body, and I just felt this baby, like at 28 weeks, I thought, okay, this is his little head. I know for sure it's up, like it's up near my ribs. And I had a midwife visit. She palpated me, so she felt my belly. And she thought the same and she said, okay, yeah, this baby's breech. And she was a little like unsettled about it more than I was because I thought, okay, 28 weeks, whatever, they're doing somersaults in there. (laughs) I didn't worry about it. And she said, well, schedule with your OB a scan at 32 weeks and we'll see what the position is then. And I want her to confirm and we'll go from there. I'm like, okay, so did that. Uh, scheduled to scan I went at 32 weeks I could still feel his little skull (laughs) up I hear a lot that women find out like at the scan or later but my stomach is just really easy like to feel where he is so I wasn't surprised I was like okay this is still the situation confirmation yeah (laughs) confirmation and the OB said yeah he's head up but 32 weeks is still early She was actually very calm about it. And the only thing she explained to me, of course, was like, she immediately said, well, you know, it's not going to be home birth. OB said it. And I don't do vaginal delivery as well. So it's going to be cesarean. Do you want to talk about cesarean? I was like, yeah, sure. Well, give me (laughs) the ins and outs. I'd like to know. And yeah. I mean, you sound chipper about it, but it must have been kind of a blow to you since your whole plan was this home birth with beeswax yeah i felt that more um two weeks well one week and a half later at 34 weeks i visited my midwife i told her what happened at the ob's office and that he was still head up (laughs) and i said head up i kept calling it he's head up head up so that's good (laughs) i heard that's a good documentary Uh, that's the same (laughs) I don't. And she was like, okay, we need to do everything to make this baby turn. And then I thought, okay, this is not good because I stayed calm like the entire time. Well, until she said that. Yeah. Where were you in your mind? Meaning, if the baby didn't turn, your doctor was saying your only choice is cesarean birth. I cried in that office with the midwife. I cried because I said, oh, I really don't want a cesarean. It's like the last thing you want if you're planning for a home birth. Yeah. And I also didn't like her severity and me being 34 weeks. I thought, okay, well, we still have time. We still have stuff we can do, right? I'm, 
I was kind of like calming myself down. And I didn't know that midwives weren't allowed to deliver breech babies. And, in and California. Yeah, in California. Yeah. In California, they can no longer deliver breech babies. And also, I will point out one other thing, because the midwife, she's been around for a long time, many births. Yeah. And she's intuitive, like you're intuitive, number one. She can kind of get a sense of what's going on energetically, but also... You do have this very strong, tight musculature. Yes. And we talk about it on the podcast a lot. And there's no doubt in my mind, she felt that kind of static environment that's not all dynamic and soft and movie. And no. she's like, oh, you know, at 28 weeks, whatever. Hey, your baby's breached. We should check on this in a month, right? Because around 50% of babies are breached there. Yeah. But then by 32 weeks, it's only 10%. By 34 weeks, you're running out. Your window of time for the baby to spontaneously turn is running out. And she's putting that together with the fact that you have this very rigid environment around the baby. Yes. So she might not have raised such a flag. If you were loose and soft and it was your third baby and you already had two vaginal babies and stuff like that, she definitely knew how much you wanted the natural birth, the vaginal birth, the home birth, yeah. and started to worry for you. Okay, so yeah. she freaked you out. Yeah, she said at that visit, like, okay, we need to get you in Dr. Berlin's office today. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. And, yeah, and she had my man call your office and luckily somebody canceled an appointment or something and I could get in. So it was fortuitous. Yes. But, uh, that was a while ago and the baby still hasn't turned yet. No. So. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so what else are you doing? We, we've done chiropractic and massage. What else are you doing to encourage the baby or give the baby a shot at going head down? Yeah, I was already doing acupuncture throughout the whole pregnancy. So we adjusted the acupuncture to making a baby turn. And Mm -hmm. I got the moxibustion to do at home the Chinese herbs you put at your pinky. Pinky Do you guys do it together? Yeah, pinky toe, little toe. (laughs) Little toe. I do it by myself in the garden and I put it actually, I put the stick on a book to have it leveled to my yes. toe and I just sit and read because if you have to hold it and especially in the third trimester, this <laughs> yeah. to hold it at your toes. It's a lot of uh, gymnastics. <laughs> it's a workout. <laughs> yeah. I heard the success rates change depending which book you put it on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should try that. That may not be true. Okay, so you're burning moxibustion, and you're doing the positional things, the tilts and inversions? Yes, doing the spinning babies website and looking swimming? at Swimming? Swimming. We have a small pool, but swimming, yes. Handstands? No handstands on the bottom of the... On the bottom of the pool? That's your yeah. limit? That's your cutoff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I know. Also, I hate water on my nose, so it's like, am I going to buy goggles oh. and do that? I'm like, no, I'll oh, just do just the a nose clip. Just a nose clip. Yeah, you could do that too. <laughs> all right. So you're doing all that stuff. And then what about the manual turn where the doctors try to turn your baby? Yeah. Intuitively, I felt like I don't think it's going to work for me. And I don't know why. Also because of the tight environment. <laughs> yeah. And it being my first baby. And we found out he was fairing breech and pretty down with his little bum in the pelvis already. And also to move something from the outside that chooses to be like this, to actually use force to move it. I was like, 
no, I don't think I feel comfortable with that. And my partner felt the same. So we decided not to do it. What kind of options does that leave you? Well, to turn him, no options. <laughs> Good old fate. <laughs> and Dr. Berlin. <laughs> I mean, the truth is you are getting, you're still just as strong as you always were, but you are getting looser and looser each time. So there could be a late in the game surprise. You never know. Who knows? He moves a lot every time I leave your office or I do massages as well. Every time I leave the massage, there's a lot of activity, just not... <laughs> where he's supposed to swim yeah. or maybe yeah. he's not supposed to yeah <laughs> so no manual turn how many weeks are you now 38 weeks and three days so oh, okay so getting closer very much in the zone yes that's the zone yeah. so your ob gave you one option cesarean birth is that what you're planning no, actually, you said that when I was on your table <laughs> the second time, I think you said I have a podcast and I have three episodes on breach. You should listen to them. And I did that the same day. And actually, I learned from your podcast, there was an option to do vaginal delivery. So you had two great observations in that podcast. So I thought, okay, great. Like, there's another option <laughs> that I didn't know about. And I was also kind of bummed with my midwife that she didn't tell me that. She was just stuck at the cesarean. She called me a few days later where she said, there is an option for vaginal delivery. And I thought, yeah, I know <laughs> from the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's also kind of where my, not alarm, but I was a little frustrated with her that she didn't in that office while I was crying about a cesarean that she didn't tell me that there were other options. And I felt like even if this baby turns, uh, actually it was my partner who addressed it. He said, is she your midwife then? If this is coming up and you don't feel comfortable anymore, is she the one to deliver a baby? And then I said, I don't think so. So we stopped care with her at 36 weeks and I found a new midwife. So I asked my doula, I have a really lovely doula, Stacey Blackwell, if she knew any other midwives. And she recommended me Alex Evangelidi, if to say her name correctly. And, it. Yeah, and at the same time, I was scrolling through Instagram, you know, watching at everything breach. And I saw a post by a twin birth at home where one of the twins was breached. And I saw the name of the OB who was delivering those babies. And I thought, twins breach at home in California? I thought, how is this happening? And it was Dr. Victoria Flores. And I reached out to her. And it turned out to be that she shared an office with Alex Evangelidi. And they worked together. So it kind of aligned for me to set up a new birth team. Wow. How fortuitous. Yeah. So they worked together. And... Does she deliver at the hospital or at home? At home. Only at home, yeah. Oh, wow. So will they both be there? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, the first one I'm going to call is Alex. But, yeah, Victoria will, will be there. Yeah. Because with her, she's trained in beach birth. She's trained also alongside Dr. Stuart Fishbein, who's been on your podcast. Many times. Yeah, many times. And he's great. And she too, they're not afraid of breach or they see it as a variation of normal and not a complication. So 
Are there things you are going to do differently because the baby's breech? Well, they're pretty okay with me, you know, still listening to my body while giving birth, like how to position and stuff. But, you know, if push comes to shove, <laughs> you really got to listen and follow their instructions, of course. There could be some maneuver needed to get his head out at the last minute, you know, so... That could change it a little. So always, no matter what's going on, there's a possibility that you'll need some kind of intervention or even a cesarean birth or starting even just with a transport to the hospital. Either you're exhausted or you need something that you don't have at home or there's a pink flag or anything like that. Yeah. So how prepared are you if they were to come up? Yeah. I am prepared. I still have a backup OB in the hospital for a cesarean. I've looked up like if you still have the time for that to have a gentle cesarean and wrote down my preferences for the medicine or, you know, things like a birth plan. I printed those. <laughs> They're with the birth kit in case we need to move to the hospital. And I've also in my mind, I think like, okay, I would love a home birth and it still feels the safest for me and my baby, even when he's still breech. But if not, if anything changes, I'm ready to change it up. <laughs> but I didn't feel ready like at 34 weeks to plan a cesarean. This didn't feel right for me. I hear that. Yeah. As we're winding down here, is there anything in particular that you are nervous about in the next couple of weeks? Not due to him being breached. I said to my partner, I said, you're having this day that changes your life. <laughs> and you don't know when this day will be. Like you knew your first day of school or the launching of your brand or you had a wedding day, I assume. <laughs> and this is such a big day and you don't know when. Like, <laughs> And oh. that feels weird. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, especially for yeah. a planner like you. You, you just have no idea. <laughs> But no. really, it could be tonight, it could be in two weeks from now, you just don't know when, you don't know how. It's no. a big exercise in surrender. Yes, it's surrender. And I guess, you know, parenthood is surrender. <laughs> so it's a good initiation. But yeah, that's... Totally. Yeah. I still learn that lesson every day. <laughs> how about the flip side? Anything you're super excited about? Oh, I just adore babies like sometimes when i'm in the grocery store i just want to squish their cheeks you know and have my own little <laughs> gonna have my own little one that <laughs> i can squish <laughs> yeah i'm curious to see what you do if somebody comes to squish your baby's cheeks while you're in the grocery store <laughs> yeah, i never did it though i never did it but it was hard to resist <laughs> yeah well, I'm excited for you. Um, you have an incredible energy and you've worked really hard to get your mind and body healthy. So, so you have a great healthy relationship and an incredible DJ at your birth. But overall, a great birth team. You know, you first and foremost and um, your partner and then your midwife, your home birth OB, yeah. you know, a medical doctor, your doula. And I don't know who else will be there, but you're just surrounded by really well-seasoned, wonderful, good-intentioned people who are going to be there to support you however they can. And I also love that you're open-minded, like that this is your plan A. And if for your health or the health of the baby, you need to move on to plan B or 
the dreaded plan C, then you will, you will, and you're ready to be flexible and roll with those punches. So, yeah, so. I guess that's life, right? You plan and hope for the best, and if not, you pivot, and you'll be okay too. Yeah, when I drive to the grocery store, I assume I'm going to get there, you know, <laughs> safely, but I still put on my seatbelt just in case. Yes, yeah, definitely. All right, Esme, I look forward to connecting with you again on this podcast when we have the rest of the story. Thank you. <laughs> Until then, we're all going to be very busy checking out these silks from Italy and craft in the Netherlands. Fiume, where can we find it or you online? I think it's best to go to Instagram and it's at Atelier Fiume. <laughs> Do you have to spell that? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Can we put it in the show notes? <laughs> mm, sure. Let's put it in the show notes. <laughs> and I'll put mine there too. But if I'm going to spell my name, you know, people check out. So <laughs> I'll put mine in there. Okay. Atelier Fume. <laughs> we'll find it. And then at home, thanks for listening to us. You're welcome to search us out on the Instagram. It's quite easy. Dr. Berlin, D-O-C. T-O-R-B-E-R-L-I-N. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a whole lot of questions for you. This kid's gonna test my will. I got a lot to learn and my baby's too.